Welcome to the Working Moms Nurturing Giftedness Show, where every Monday we will dive deep into topics to maximize our exceptional child's potential while minimizing our stress, guilt, and exhaustion. Hi, I'm Dr. Leslie Jensen Inman, CEO, author, and mama of two exceptional and challenging kiddos. So if you're a smart working mom raising an exceptional child, I invite you to join me each Monday to get the support you need to nurture your child's learning and development. We'll explore what it takes to keep up with our gifted child while having our own careers with no guilt, no shame, and no judgment because let's face it, we're working moms and we really don't have any time for any of those self-limiting thoughts. Instead, we just need resources, ideas, and techniques to meet our children where they are and help them to get to their next level. And each Monday, that's exactly what we're going to do on Working Moms Nurturing Giftedness. So go ahead, make sure you subscribe. Do that today. So you'll have all the support you need to maximize your exceptional child's potential while minimizing your stress, guilt, and exhaustion. Let's maximize potential together. So Maybe you've experienced this. It depends on where you are in your journey. Maybe you've suddenly realized that your child isn't quite like other kids, right? Now, this might have been framed as a positive thing. Maybe it's like, oh, your kid is so special and they're so gifted. They're so smart. Or it might have been as not such a positive thing. Your kid never stops talking. Your kid um, can't sit still. Your kid just always has to be the person that says things. Your kid always interrupts. Like, just your kid isn't the same. Now, however this is framed, it can be a bit of an overwhelming experience because finding out that your kid is different Finding out that they're not average, they're not common, they're not quote unquote normal, well, that's sort of hard to deal with because our culture generally is set up for average, normal, which is super cool for folks that are average and normal. Systems are set up for that. If you're an average height, you can reach a lot of things that are meant for average height people to reach. If you're super tall, it could be really hard to reach something that's not very, very bottom shelf. If you're super short, it might be hard to reach something on the very top shelf. We might need assistance one way or the other. Our world is set up for average. So when we find out that our children in some way are not average, like, oh boy, what are we going to do? When we find out that our kids are not quite on, you know, that perfect little part of the bell curve within average and normal, we we can figure out that we need to find more resources and we can start looking down the path of resources, which can be overwhelming. And right now I feel like it's just overwhelming to just exist in this world. So as I'm recording this, we're still in a pandemic. Last night, I was aimlessly scrolling social media. This is sort of weird to admit. I don't know. I guess I needed a dopamine hit. And 
maybe how could I not? It was Friday is a weird week. We we do have the good fortune to have some help and our nanny. She had a strange week. She had a super big, huge migraine hit. So she was out one day and then we knew she was going to be out another day to deal with some errand stuff. And those so our work week was all kinds of wacky, my husband's and mine. And then one of the days she was out, a squirrel decided to climb into the transformer on our electric lines and blew the transformer. And I was standing here in a meeting and man, that thing was so loud. I had like jumped off the ground and got air. And then like the power blew in our blew out in our house. We had no power, so no meeting, so no work got done. Of course, it was my time to actually get work done that day. So it was such a bummer because there was no work getting done. You know, just be a CEO of a company and don't get work done because that's always a good option. Luckily, I have hired really great people and they are wonderful at picking up slack when things happen. And we have really good systems in place for this. And I could get the word out via phone, text messaging. We've got SOPs for backups of backups of when things this happens. So that's good. Um, But it was just a really strange week. And life was feeling very overwhelming. And I could feel that it was feeling overwhelming for my friends, uh, mom friends that are here locally, and all over the country, and just everywhere. I was just getting messages from everyone. And so I was, of course, like seeking that dopamine hit and just scrolling social media. And I came across this and it was like this little graphic. I have no idea who the author is. I couldn't find an attribution. So it said, so you're telling me I'm supposed to keep my child alive, educate and play with them and keep them off their tablet and TV. Keep the house clean. Keep my relationship alive cook meals, and keep track of the bills, have my own career and aspirations and goals, manifest my dream life, meditate, go out with friends and keep my friendships alive because it's not all about being a mom. Be a size eight and walk 10,000 steps a day and work out five times a week and eat healthy and do all of that on four hours of sleep. Cool. And I was reading this and partly laughing and partly crying. And I sent it to one friend. She's like, is it sad that this is exactly how I feel? Another friend sends back a gift that's like, so for real. You know, it just, and then I start thinking, okay, well, this, and then add the well, add a gifted child to this. And as my, my two-year-old would say, whoa, add a twice exceptional child to this and whoa, whoa, add a multi-exceptional child to this and whoa, 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 as she would say. And all of this during a pandemic. This is so much. This is too much. And if you feel like you are at the breaking point, you are not alone. You do not have to do this all alone. Even though I know it can feel so incredibly lonely. And you don't even have to do it with just getting dopamine hits off social media. Although... I'm not sure every once in a while, maybe it's okay. Just feeling like connecting with people. 
that's okay. Um, but you can ask for help. So the interesting thing about being a working mom, at least for me in my role as CEO, I do a lot of things like I delegate work. I coach people to take on my work. I always feel like the most, one of the most important things I do is I delegate my work to other people so that they can raise up their skills. It's the most ethical thing I can do for them and the organization. So they're always learning and becoming stronger and better. And so I realized, I'm like, why am I doing this at work and not at home? We have a six-year-old, he just turned six, and a two-and-a-half-year-old, and they're fully capable of doing a lot of things. And I'm fortunate enough, I have a great partner, husband, and he's very capable of doing a lot of things. However, somewhere along the way, I've been the one that's picked up all, doing all these things. So like among all the things this week with all this weird stuff, the nanny not being here, a squirrel frying the... The electric lines, by the way, life could be worse. I could have been the squirrel. I, I do realize that. I had to buy rain boots for one kid, snow boots the other. It's been weird weather this week. We didn't have sizes for either of them. Too small, too big, nothing just right. You know, two E kids, they have to be the right texture sometimes. Has to fit just right. Very hard. For those of you with kids with sensory processing stuff, you know what I'm talking about. Not easy stuff buy like 10 pairs of shoes, return, try 10 on, hopefully one works, return nine. Oh yeah, wait, returning those other nine. If you have a partner or someone else that you can delegate that to, do it. You don't have to be the person that is the one responsible for returning those other nine pairs, right? You don't have to be the one to print out the shipping label or to bring them to the store, or put them out for the delivery person, or whatever the process is. A very simple example of this this week, our son is six, and he's pretty self-aware, and he realized he was fidgeting a lot, and he was fidgeting with um, the remote control, and the remote control back, you know, where like the battery cover is, he was fidgeting with it, and it really was driving my husband a little batty, and he's fidgeting, fidgeting, and uh, the reason it drives my husband batty is because the sound, for one thing, but also it's it's wearing down the tightness of the, the battery case. So that's coming off, which isn't very good for the remote and it's eventually going to break, which we don't want to have to replace. So I said to our son, I said, hey, is there something else you could use instead? Something else you could fidget with? And he's like, well, I'd really like a Rubik's Cube. I was thinking, you know, that's not an unreasonable request. We've talked about them a lot. He's seen them. They're not that expensive, if I remember correctly. I'll just go online and get him one. That sounds good. I was all ready to almost buy it. I mean, I was there on the page. And then I thought, wait. Yes, I could just buy this and make this easy and I could just do it. But I should ask, I should ask my husband to do this. And not only that, I should ask my son to ask my husband to do this. They can have the conversation. I can step out of this and I can start building an understanding, a foundation for them to do this in the future without me involved. And this seems like a small thing, but how many times does 
do these small things happen, right? Where he needs a different kind of toothbrush or a new pair of shoes or whatever, whatever, whatever. There's always something a kid's going to need, especially at this age where they're growing, growing, growing. If I don't have to be the one to have the conversation and I don't have to be the one to do the research because I like to research so much that I'll research it a lot and I'm not the one that has to buy it, then I'm not the one that has to be thinking about it, just the cognitive load of thinking about it. When did, what day is that going to arrive? Did it arrive? Do I need to go out to the mailbox for it? Oh, is it raining? Should I go get it now? Is it soggy? There's a lot of little pieces that it actually takes a lot of my energy away. And I don't have to be the one to do it all myself. So I just wanted to put that out there and challenge you to think about little teeny things like this, things that you can delegate, that you can give away, things that aren't maybe the most important things, the things that they're not your like precious things that you like have to hold on to, that you're not ready to give up, but things that you can have someone else do that maybe have fallen in your lap, people have gotten used to you doing them, or they might even say, but you do them so well, or you do them better than I do. It's like, sure, I do, but 80% done is better than me doing 100% of everything. It's like the same thing with my team. I'm going to delegate it to you. You're never going to do it as well as I do, not at first, but eventually you're going to get there and you might even bring new ideas and more energy to it than I do. And it's going to be better that you're doing it. Plus, you're going to be giving these people new skills. So you can give your kids new skills, those conversational skills. Like I'm giving my son because he has to speak to my husband in a very different way than me. We have different kinds of ways that we hear things and we need to be talked to differently. It's great for him to pick up these skills. It gives my husband skills that are different. So I'm empowering them. I'm helping them learn. That's how I think of it. So that mom guilt that we have doesn't seep through. I hope this is helpful and delegate, 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 get things off your plate. You do not have to do it all. And let's stop thinking we do, especially as we have our twice exceptional, multi-exceptional kids, because it is way too overwhelming to try to do it all. Um, I hope you will join me next week on Working Moms Nurturing Giftedness. We will keep diving deep into all these topics and I am just so excited to keep exploring this with you. So let's maximize potential together. Bye.